start. Sooners of Oklahoma at 12-0 and still looking for respect nationwide. What is up, Sooner Nation? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Barry and Max Show. In this episode, uh, Damian and I continue our conversation from last time. We talk about conference realignment and a bunch of other stuff. Please continue listening. Make sure you go leave us a five-star rating and review, as well as follow the Instagram. Instagram is at the Barry and Max Show, at Dame that dude and at B Wise Fitness. That's at the letter B W I S E Fitness. Also, the Twitter is up. It's at Barry and Mac S H W. So Barry and Mac show, but the show is S H W because couldn't fit all those characters in there. So please go follow us. Thank you all so much for the support. Hope you enjoy the show. Do you think it potentially happens after it's obviously not happening this year, like a lot of fans that had hoped for, I think, do you think potentially it is, it is next year? Do you think that that's a likely scenario? Even if it were, I don't think OU is going to push the envelope to um, push it and be urgent because I think BV wants time to get the team in place. The worst thing we can do is go to the SEC and be a seven and four, seven and five team. Texas. The, yeah, we don't want to be tech, but that's Texas in the Big Twelve, that's right? We don't. <laughs> that's very true. We don't. We don't want to be an AM, right? We don't want to be AM of the SEC, right? We, you yeah. know. So, um, giving BV an opportunity to get his players, to get the culture, to get the base, to make sure his coat, you know, his 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 scheme and the program is really, really, really tight. 24 for me is a match made in heaven uh, this season and next season and really get things dialed in. Um, I think we could actually from the big 12 play for a natty by 2024, you know, if things shake out the right way, Um, because I think it's better. Here's what we know about the sec. They are front runners and they're diehards. So let's just say we're coming into the sec coming off uh, a natty or coming off playing for a natty, or coming off playing in the semifinal, right? Guess what? We know the SEC is going to ride our coattails. We know they're going to be like, yeah, we just stole the best team, and they're a part of our – like, that's just how they roll. That's how they've always rolled. If we come in and we're, you know, let's just say Texas, like, dude, like, the SEC is going to talk dog crap. They're going to say you're not true. They're going to call you little brother. They're going to say you don't have a real seat at the table. They're going to make fun of you like they make fun of AM all the time. Um, and we control that narrative. We handle business. We take a year or two to get to the space we think we can be and we will be, especially if we take two years. I, I think it's a match made in heaven. I really do. 24 makes the most sense to me. I'm interested to know, B, what do you think? Well, I would... 24 makes the most sense. And I would if they play their cards right, they're essentially going into the SEC as the third best program in that conference, right? You would you would put Georgia and Alabama ahead of them. Would you put an LSU? I I, I don't know if you would, just off sheer consistency, maybe in terms of like fertile recruiting grounds and all that stuff, maybe, but OU has the potential to, if they really handle business. And man, I hated the way the previous regime did not 
embrace the move. I don't think it did anything positive or negative in in terms of PR to not say anything about it. The only thing I could see is maybe that, you know, you don't want it to be a distraction, but it's not, I don't know how much of a distraction that is to the players playing the game. This is something way down the road. The fact that they, they treated it like, you know, like freaking Voldemort, right? Like the the (laughs) SEC who must not be named, right? It's the fact that it was uh, treated like that was always so bizarre. I didn't understand it. I didn't under, he, in his, First press conference, he's like, I'm going to talk about it today. And then after this, it's, you know, we're we're not bringing it up. I get it during the season, but I I like how it's been embraced. I think OU, again, if if they really set in motion the, the plan and everybody buys in, they're going in there as a program that can compete. We don't know how long Saban's going to stay at Alabama. Right. I mean, how many more years the guys, he doesn't look it, but he's in his seventies, right? He's getting older. Kirby smart. I don't think he's going anywhere. He has just built a monster there recruiting wise. They're just, yeah, that's his alma mater too. So I, I yeah, doubt it. it. So kind of looking into the future, going there in terms of, of scheduling. Cause this is a, you, you have to keep the OU Texas rivalry. That's the reason they're bringing the pair. That is a moneymaker. It should never, ever be taken out of the Cotton Bowl. That game should be played there. I don't care if that place has fallen to the ground. It is just such a different atmosphere that if you turn that into a home-and-home, I would argue you ruin the game, especially with how Texas has been. You make it OU and Tech, right? It's... So, go, B. so I, I can talk it too. I can, I can get it in there a little bit. I, I, <laughs> so, so there you go. Yeah. It's just uh Tex, Texas orange tech orange. Um, but what do you think, especially with the conferences, just getting so massive, you cannot play everybody. Do you think the, the pod system, the round Robin random randomized schedules, what do you think is is likely and let's say if you were a player right in in this conference you don't want to be playing Georgia and LSU and Alabama all in the same season you know somebody's going to get a draw similar to that but you don't want that what do you think is likely what how much stuff do they sacrifice in terms of rivalries? Because there is a lot. That's one thing I hated about the Big 12, man. When you lost AM and when you lost Nebraska, the reason you lost, this is my opinion, but the reason you lost the, the oomph to the conference is because you lost all of the good rivalries. Agreed. Like you lost OU Nebraska was a massive L for the Big 12. Losing that game, because think about it, every year you would have. OU in Texas in October, you would have OU Nebraska, either like a late October, November game. Um, Obviously, you'd have OUK State sprinkled in there and they rotated. But even OU Colorado, even though you wouldn't say it was a thing, right? You would have Texas and Texas A&M. You'd have Nebraska and Colorado. It was so. So what do you think they do in the SEC to, to not just kind of watered down some of that stuff. Do you think the pod thing is is likely or do you think they do something else? 
I think it makes sense uh, economically. I think it makes sense to, um, you know, keep in place your most important rivalries. Like you said, I think OU, uh, OU Texas is one there. Obviously, they're not going to let go away. I think the OU Arkansas a rivalry from the old school um, Southwestern Conference is one that they're going to try to to get back to life. I think I think A and M and 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 uh, and and UT have kind of divorced themselves in a space where they're both so petty and what fragile, I guess. You know so what I'm saying that they're they're okay with not playing, which is weird because that's a great game for the state. It's a great game for the state, but yeah. whatever. Um, no, but I think pods make sense. You play the same 14 or you got three other teams in your pod, you, and then you, you, you switch over to a couple other pods and then you got two crossover games. I, I, that scenario is one where the schools can really look at their budgets and make sure they're in place, which by the way, the new money, the new money that the conferences are going to be making, people keep talking about like commuting. Like I just got to tell you, it's not going to be an issue. It's not going to be an issue for for most of the conferences because the amount of money the athletic departments are going to be taking in is going to be monstrous. Like, my, I wouldn't be surprised. What mark my words, Barry? The next five to ten years, programs are going to have their own private planes and possibly own private airport. Ooh, wow. Infrastructurally, it might make sense. Imagine if you got two charters and and two privates. And, you know, one charter is enough to take everything except football. Two charters is enough to take football except for a bowl game, right? And you own the land. You sublease it out, right? You might even sublease out your 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 fleet. It turns into – you get to write it off, right? And maybe not every – but, like, an Oklahoma could spend $35 bucks. And 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 anyway, I don't want to get too technical with the financial part of it, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised if guys are raking in 30 mil, 40 mil a year that infrastructurally programs say, screw the tab, let's just build our own and generate income off of it. Like, or at least that's the way I would be thinking as an entrepreneur. That's how my mind works. Obviously, I don't know the deets and, 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 the, and, the, and the nuts and bolts of it, but, like, when you go from, you know, 10 million to 20, by the way, all of a sudden your facilities look nicer. You go from 20 to, to, to 40, all of a sudden your housing and your school is redone, but you, you, you know, you start getting the 40, 50, 60 every year. There's only so much, right? What, what are you going to do to the facilities every two years? Hmm. It, it, there might come a time and a place where it makes a lot of sense to say, Hey dude, we're going to go out, you know, 20, uh, not 20 miles, you know, five miles west of, uh, or, or east of Norman. And we're going to plot out a piece of land and, you know, we're going to build an airstrip and we're going to house a couple, you know, planes and we're going to have two private and two charters. And, you know, I don't know what the expense is, 20 million bucks, whatever it is, but it pays for itself in seven years. And then from there on out, we own the property and we get to make money off of it. Like that makes business sense to me with the amount of dollars they're going to be playing with in the years to come. So we'll see what happens. That's just my own speculation. If as an entrepreneur, that's something that I would be at least having a conversation on the table with. So when you cut that out of the, when you cut that out, um, you, you want to make something that, that makes sense where you can keep those rivalries and you want Florida, Georgia, right? You want, you know, you want the Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, Florida, right? There, there are yeah, certain yeah. games that the pods can keep in place. And then, you know, if there's, if there's four pods, you play two pods every year. So you only miss a school, you know, um, what is it like every three to four years? So every three to four years, you play everybody, 
which is dope, which means every kid gets to play at Georgia. Every kid gets to play at Bama. Every kid gets right. So you get a chance to see all the school or at least a home and home. So maybe you play home when you play them away. To me, that makes a lot of sense. The The, the question lies. And here's the, the question B is, are they going to stop at 16? Yeah. And I was going to ask you this. So the, the, I'll get into this this way. The Pac-12 their TV deal expires in the summer of 2024. In the in 2024, does the does the Pac-12, at least in terms of having, they're not blue bloods, right? USC is obviously gone. That was really the the only blue blood, I guess, in that conference. What the UCLA? No, Oregon. Washington no, has, Washington has had some good years, but they're not quite a blue blood. Oregon is up and coming. UCLA has tradition, but they're not a blue blood. I'd say it, it's SC. So 2024, that's when their deal expires. Are, are they even going to be around or, and then I want to add two parts to this. Are they going to be around? And then the ACC they're in an interesting conundrum, and this is why I think the the Clemson, Florida State stuff that comes up. Although I'm of the belief that if you got the right minds at the table and you got willing pins that are willing to to lay down some ink, you can make a lot of stuff happen if people just you know have a little cojones and and do it. Especially with the money that's going to be made, like we are not even into the full depths of what the streaming money could potentially be yeah. Amazon, the Netflix hat. And, you know, there's so many things, so many companies that have yet to really put their hat in the table. And we haven't seen that money yet. We've seen little bits of it, but not the, the full fledged deals that I think we're going to see. Is it the big 12, possibly the sec and the big 10, are they just going to be going to, 18 20 teams and that's just what we see in golly what two to two to four years right so i hope in a perfect world the the the, the odd man out is going to be well let me tell you i got a lot of respect for the big 12 for what they did they are clearly telling everyone else we won't be the odd man out it would be very weird for the pac 12 10 excuse me and all well i guess the pac 12 and uh, all of their tradition, they're over a century year old. They've got huge traditional you know, matchups. By the way, all the, the, the non-paying sports, their phenomenal cross-country swimming, all that stuff. Pac-10's got a lot of stuff in its favor. It would be very interesting to see that conference crumble. But I think the Big 12 is doing itself a huge favor and, and buying momentum and changing the president and going with the Rock Nation guy and trying to really, you know, leverage marketing to to uh, supplement their cause. Because I look at the ACC and the ACC is hamstrung with the grant of rights. They've, they've got a contract that's going to be next to impossible to get out of. And it, it it really puts them in a position where it's like, okay, you got to give us an arm and a leg if you want Clemson or if you want FSU or if you want you right some of these some of these guys, you know Miami in the ACC, and, and they've got a bunch of teams that nobody wants. Well, the Pac-10, you know, just I don't know two weeks ago, you got SC, you got UCLA, which by the way, academically donor, all that stuff. Those are good programs. They got tradition. Then you got Oregon and, 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 and UW. And so those four schools are generally the cornerstone of the conference. Well, 
UCLA and SC are out, and Oregon and 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 Wazoo or not Wazoo, but you dub tried to leave too. So the Pac-10 is like, what? You guys are leaving as well. So I think the Pac-10 may be a lame duck. But best case scenario is the Big 12, the S, the ACC. Uh, we we want four conferences. Best case scenario. Yeah. I, I get it gets kind of weird. Now I will say this: it leans more towards totally separating from the NCAA if we get to two conferences and it looks like a semi NFL. Yeah, which yeah. you know that that may not be a terrible thing. But if we want to keep the landscape uh, at least you know semi consistent to what it's looked like for the last hundred years. Um, I would like to see four primary conferences, 16, maybe 18 teams. I mean, four times 16 is 64. So you've got, you know, 64 teams vying for a championship at that, that respective level. Um, but I don't know, man, I, I think the big 12 is, is making a case to, to say that's what it's going to look like. And then I think the ACC created enough red tape with their, their conference, um contracts to say we're not gonna let anybody out, you know? And 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 I hope that lends us to four still kind of pisses me off. I'm a West Coast guy. By the way, a lot of people talk crap about the West Coast. There's a lot of soft people, I get it, but we got some dogs too. But there's literally not going to be a conference, you know, west of Texas. Yeah, and th- think about this. So Big 12 is going to be getting into Florida. Right, you're gonna gonna tap into into UCF, UCF. who's got yep. largest enrollment in the country. Yeah, um, you're gonna have obviously your Texas, which is just such a major piece of recruiting. So Florida, Texas, um, you're going a little further out west, getting into Utah. Right, you got BYU that's gonna be coming in. Um, you're you're tapping into some areas that you haven't had. The the two out, you know, Stanford is as well as out there, but the, the two major players out in California, they're gonna be not playing a lot of games in California. So now right. you, yeah, yeah, so you California also is an important recruiting state. I don't know how they even survive competitively without having those two still staking their claim, you know, in that state. The, the fact that they're going out so far east and are going to be, which, man, logistically, yeah, I will it's, going say, it's going to be harder. And I will say, like, it's not a, a lot is made out about the about the travel situations and it definitely will get expensive. But as you said, the, the TV stuff is going to cover it. And just to go on, the, uh, I looked this up. I wanted to make sure the ACC's deal is through 2036. Yeah, bro. It's 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 it's, it's <laughs> they're hamstrung, brother. Hamstrung, man. <laughs> Cause uh, yeah. I, yeah, I would love to see, but it's, it's so tough, man, because thir- 31, like I saw college football, you know, tradition rich. These are the conferences, you know, saw sort of the end of the big eight into the big 12. Yeah. But then also just seeing this shift in literally two decades from what it was to what it is now. It's so fascinating that it's happened so quickly. It feels like as soon as, it's it almost coincided heavily with with streaming. Like a lot of it is, I just think there's so much potential money out there that if you can just get all these teams together and the way content is produced now, like people care way more about specific brands and the the image and getting content for that thing. And which 
By the way, we haven't even talked about this. OU's deal with ESPN Plus, actually real quick, super sidebar, but they they, they will no longer, OU will no longer have pay-per-view games down the road. Hallelujah. So I'm I'm excited for that because that yeah. was, man, having that thing on ESPN Plus, I first thing I heard was, no, they're going to start putting, they're not putting OU and Kansas State on ESPN Plus. Right, right. That's, that's not happening. That's happening to OSU. It's, it's the one game we have in, in August or the first week of September that's usually like, what is that, Bailey's or something crazy that they charge us Bally's. Yeah, whatever it is. Trash. By the I'm, way. I'm excited, bro. That might be so the whole Fox deal that that happened with them and and Bally's buying out those all of kind of the your Fox Sports Southwest and all of those old Fox networks that used to be on different channels that had kind of low rent, low budget television sports stuff at the end of the night. Bally's might be the absolute worst. I don't think you guys have that in California, do you? No, or, okay, no. they. Damien, they are the worst stream. I've never seen anything so bad. Oh, yeah. First of all, trying to find the Thunder game next to impossible. <laughs> like, so I can't tell you how many times they're like, you know, Thunder and Pelicans, and you go on there and it's like tennis. It's like, what? what? <laughs> it's like to- totally off. Nothing against tennis, but it's like, then why can't you guys get this right? So I think part of it was them just getting out of that deal. Uh, so so hopefully uh, in down the road, Bally's becomes a nothing for the Thunder. But I don't I don't know if that'll happen. But we we shall see. Um, Damien, you got anything you want to uh, to tell the people about uh, about T-shirts? <laughs> man, you you know it's funny. I, uh, I was listening to the pod. I said, this man, Barry, keep bringing these damn shirts up. You know what? I'm going to just patiently wait. Um, if someone if someone reveals himself, awesome. I'm in the meantime, in between time, I'm going to enjoy the show. I'm having a great time. By the way, I don't know if you did it, but did you do the shout out for the young lady with cancer that was asking? Did no. You, did you? Yeah, man. Yet. We, we, yeah. Let's, do, let's do that right now. So the gentleman who was able to orchestrate getting our music done for this podcast, which was absolutely fantastic. We appreciate him so much. Um, His mom just got through uh, doing her last round of chemo for, uh, for breast cancer, and she's doing really good. So I know that'd probably be the next thing you guys would want to know. But we just want to send her our well wishes. You never know who's listening to the show. You know, we hear from some people, but there's a lot of people who you don't know listen and they just, you know, listen quietly, go about their lives, but are are still supporting us in that way. So Eileen, if you are listening, keep doing what you're doing. Keep fighting the good fight. Uh, We are here for you. We're praying for you. Uh, We send you all the best. Hey, I also want to say something real quick. Um, I believe it was the first episode I brought up a conversation about Roy's and I's recruitment. Um, and I just wanted to clarify um, Roy's on is really the one who, who put both of us on the map with coach Blake. And so she was the one who was instrumental in, in, in getting uh, Oklahoma to look at two Bay area kids in Northern California. And, and uh, you know, she was very instrumental and in, in, in seeing that thing through and making sure that we were, you know, taken care of. And that coach Blake took us seriously. And then also after I got hurt, 
you know, I, again, I, I know I said it before, but like Roy Lee had my back. Roy was like, look, man, if I'm coming here, my boy got to come. And just to know, you know, my, my, at the time, my BFF had my back after in a, in a time that it was so dark. Uh, man, I'm super appreciative, but it's funny, right? You know, you do stuff like this and then your family come to you like, man, if you're going to tell the story, tell the truth. Like, oh. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to make sure I write it that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, certain people in our lives have, have, have done a lot for us and done a lot for me, especially. And I just wanted to make sure I, I clarified that piece and, and was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Telling the truth there. So there's that. And people will hold you accountable. <laughs> Bro, man. I got the call. I got the DM. Then I got the text. Ooh. Then I got the call. Like, okay, got it. So let me, you know, hey, let me tell the truth. I have no problem with doing so. But uh, yes, that that's the way the story goes um, in the truthness. I, I don't know if it's, man, when you are putting stuff on wax, when you are telling stories and it is, it is out there into the ethers. I mean, talking isn't, it is easy, but it's not necessarily like that easy, man. When you start telling things and, and getting into different stories and trying to remember back, like our memories aren't perfect, but man, you, you start doing that. The more you talk, the more chance you have of getting something completely wrong and totally missing it. So it's good to have that though. Uh, guys, always people listening, hold us accountable. Anything we say, um, that's that's what makes a good show, right? Honest, true. I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's what we're we're trying to be. Um, and we are also trying to get some t-shirts, just putting that out there. But <laughs> so it sounds to me like you want t-shirts more I, than I, man, I, I want t-shirts. I, I want t-shirts. I anyway, really I wanted want a t-shirt in Cozumel. I'm going to Cozumel. Um uh and I really, really wanted a t-shirt down there. But want to thank everybody for listening. The feedback, the reviews, the ratings, saw some new, read some new comments today. I cannot tell you all how amazing that this has been. Um, we both agree this is just unexpected because we went into this not knowing what the the product was really going to look like or what it was going to be. And here in literally our first two or three weeks, we've interviewed Mark Clayton. We've interviewed scissor hands. We've put some some stuff out there for you all to consume. And the the way you all have embraced the Barry and Mac show and the way that you all have have supported, you've put us out there, the the stuff you're wanting to hear, um, you know, the the talk on all of the social media, the interaction with the IG, which Again, trying to get that up to 5,000 followers. Let me plug it here. Make sure right now, if you're listening to this at this moment, go on your app, whether Android, Damien, or iPhone, or whatever else you have, uh, a seashell. Uh, go to your Instagram app, follow at the Barry and Mac show. Also go follow at Dame That Dude. And then mine is at B-Wise Fitness. That's at letter B, W-I-S-E Fitness. Please make sure you do that because we're going to do some cool stuff. We're going to do some Q&A. Damien has so many stories to tell you all, and, and I, I cannot wait to hear every single one of them. I, I'm one of the, I actually look forward to the pod 
because of that because he always drops some random nugget and i'm like oh man because i was a fan too i I love watching what watching them play so hearing the stories behind it um nothing beats it damien you got anything for the people yeah just on the way out guys just want to say i'm super humble listen guys i'm just a sooner man keep it 100 with you guys i'm a sooner being a sooner taught me a lot about life coach bob stoops coach jerry schmidt uh, Coach BV, Spurrier, all those guys, they taught me how to be a man. I'm super grateful and thankful that they, you know, they put me in a position to constantly push my limits, constantly, you know, aim to get better. And I just happen to remember that time in my life very clearly because it was impactful. So if we can do something that's going to help you guys relive some of those memories, and if we can, you know, talk about the current state of the program and what we think might be some things that the program is doing well and places they can improve and some strategy. And of course, I'm always down to talk X's and O's. It's always been something I enjoy to do. I just love doing it. You don't have to pay me a dollar. I just I, I just love football like that. Um, you can expect to consistently uh, get that on on this show uh barry and i have developed a very tight-knit relationship i'm excited to you know i I, i'm excited to actually have him reshaping my body brother i was by the way i'm I'm in uh, tahoe with the kids and i'm going down the escalator i just gotta tell you man triceps ain't look like this since schmitty was working on so yeah 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 i should take a picture i should yes (laughs) but uh nah man i i'm thankful for you guys this is this is fun i just have fun you know, and and um, we look forward to putting on eight quality shows. We'll probably go off for a couple of weeks and then we'll be back for the season. We'll be back to make sure uh, we give our purview and our opinion and 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 whatever knowledge we have in support of our Sooners, because I think it's going to be a magical season. Ooh, let's go. L- little uh, little little drama right there for the buildup of the season. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you go leave us a five-star rating and review, comment, follow us on the IG. We cannot wait to talk to you guys again, and we are out. And the upstart, Sooners of Oklahoma at 12-0 and still looking for respect nationwide.